Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three, the fan wants to send you to see the Cavaliers take on the Oklahoma City Thunder on December 10th at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for City Edition Night. Text the code word ORANGE, O-R-A-N-G-E, ORANGE, to the text number 20357. That, once again, is 20357. By the end of the hour to get registered to win. Text and data rates may apply. Get rules at 923thefan.com. Code word orange. Let's go see the Cavaliers versus the Thunder. Good stuff there. So I'm Dan Manigan. I am in for Andy Baskin and Jeff Phelps today. We'll have you till 2 o'clock afternoon drive. We'll take over through there. 11 o'clock, former Browns quarterback Mike Tomzak will join us there. Of course, he's now on the In the Dog Pound uh, podcast with Hanford Dixon, Roy Horde. Frank Stams, all of those guys doing a pod together. It's great stuff to listen to them talk about football, and it is raw and unfiltered. They do a great job with it. And so I came out with the idea of I want to know what Browns fans' expectations are for this game, and not only for this game, but for the rest of the games that are to come in this season. And it's more of like a gauge than anything else because, look, this season hasn't gone how a lot of people thought it would. It has gone completely opposite to how – chunk of us thought it would in that defense has been horrible and the special teams has been horrible and the offense has actually been pretty darn good none of us saw that coming we all thought it was going to be oh the defense is going to carry this they're going to have to win a lot of 14 10 games and they're going to hope for the best in between there and that's what we the narrative we all thought we were going to have and it's just it's not that narrative that's not where we are right now we're in a completely different spot so I am I want to know where people sit on this and what the expectations are because my expectations haven't changed. They're the same expectations I had from the beginning of the season when I looked at this team and I, and, and Jeff Phelps helped me along the way in seeing this and saw that defensive tackle was lacking. They didn't invest in the defensive tackle spot. They brought in Taven Bryan as a lotto ticket. They wanted to see what they had in Tommy Togiai. Malik McDowell had his off the field issues. They moved on from Malik Jackson along the way and they didn't address it. And they just kind of went, okay, let's take a lotto ticket and see what we have here thus far. Even though Lindell Joseph was hanging out there in free agency and Dominican Sue was hanging out there in free agency and Sheldon Richardson still hanging out there in free agency. And they had a lot of other guys they could have went and made moves for and they decided not to. They decided that was not the direction they wanted to go. Okay. Defensive end. They brought in Chase Vinovich. Outside of that, really didn't make a whole lot of moves. Just brought everybody back. Garrett got banged up. Jadavian Clowney got banged up. Vinovich was on the uh, IR for a little bit. They knew, and put it this way, we knew, the fans knew, 
where the weaknesses were on this roster. And the fans knew that they had $30 million in cap space. And they decided not to invest in those spots. And instead to pocket that money and roll it over to next year when the big money contracts start to show up. And so my expectations remain the same as they were in the beginning of the year when I realized all these things and went, oh, they're punting. This is a punt season. They, they are looking at what happened with Deshaun Watson. They are looking at the 11-game suspension that has taken place there. And they went, all right, we're punting. <laughs> Let's tread water. Let's see what we have. We'll evaluate everywhere else on the roster. And we'll use the last six games to evaluate the quarterback here and see what he does inside of an offensive system of the coach that we trust. In Kevin Stefanski, who has put together a really good offense this season, and has opened it up and has changed his identity from what it was under Baker Mayfield and the tight end heavy offense. It's become 11 personnel. They've got three wide receivers on the field, one tight end, David Njoku, and let's go. It's been a lot of different stuff. There's been read option elements to this game that you're going to see with Jacoby, or you saw with Jacoby Brissett, and you're going to see him with Deshaun Watson as well, where Watson's going to have some design runs inside of it. You've seen where this offense with Watson could look. It's just the other side of the ball where the entire time we all looked at this and went, ooh, they're really thin at linebacker. Oh, man, what happens if Anthony Walker goes down? Ooh. Oh, man, what happens if Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa has some games? Ooh. We all saw the writing. And $30 million in cap space sitting there looking at them in the face going, well, we can just roll this over. The big money stuff hits this year. And so that's my expectation, folks. And it's the same expectation I've had from the beginning. This is an evaluation year. And these next six games are evaluation. I'm not going to give you wins and losses. I'm going to tell you, I think Deshaun Watson's going to look rusty in the first half. And I think he's going to get better as the game goes on. And he's going to get better as all of these games go on. And it's going to look better from week to week to week. And the re- and that's a recent development in my head. And that came from yesterday. We had Charles Robinson on the show. And he'd listened to the Deshaun Watson press conference. And I thought it was really interesting because he lives down in Houston. He's watched a lot of Deshaun Watson. He has watched a lot of what this guy could do. And it was really interesting when we asked him about how complete a player Deshaun Watson was, he said this. The funny conception about him is at the end in Houston, a lot of people, because of you know the box score scouting, would look at the statistics and say, well, he's a finished product. He was not a finished product. There were still times where he would make bad decisions, put a ball in a place he shouldn't. He would take hits. That was that was the thing that often alarmed me when I watched him here was he still took a lot of physical punishment. And, you know, we're talking about someone who had surgeries in college. There were a lot of really solid hits. He's built well, he's compact. He can take some punishment, but it was very consistent. And after a while, you know, you started to think like, He's got to work that out of his game, and then it just sort of ended here. I still think there's some some growth to occur in, in his game, and I don't know what that's going to look like now after such a long layoff. But at the very least, you should see some flashes of that skill set right away against, against the Texans. And that's a guy in Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports. Of course, you should be listening to you pod to win the game. Unbelievable pod. The, the uh, freestyle with Sunday freestyle with him and Frank Schwab is good stuff. Um that's guy's watch a lot of Deshaun Watson. And we laid it out earlier, the 70% completion percentage, the fact that he didn't turn the ball over a whole bunch. And there's a guy saying, hey, he's took a lot of sacks. <laughs> like, there is room for this guy to improve. And I think that's the next six games. 
see if there's room to improve. See if we can. There is improve. Once the rust gets shaken off, where does this guy sit? Where does he fit in the offense? And let's build it from there. And I think that's the way that at least that's the way I'm looking at it as a as a Browns fan. It's like I don't care about wins and losses at this point. The season's questionable. Okay, fine. You can talk me into and get me excited. You know, as a fan, you can get me excited and say like, hey, if they make the playoffs, whoa, watch out. You know, nobody wants to see Deshaun Watson. I get that. And maybe it's just me guarding against the worst. Yeah. And I'm willing to accept that. <laughs> they have to come out and look good this weekend for no other reason than confidence that this is what you really believe was the be- best move. Yeah. It has to work. It has to look good. It just can't – you can't go one in five the last six and look terrible when the defense continuing to falter as it has and the offense sputtering out after the first drive. They have to look good. And I think they will. I mean, I think it's, it's going to look better. I mean, it's – Better is not good enough. Why not? If we all feel that Jacoby Brissett has done I mean, a, a standard job, we'll say standard, right? I mean, I, I would say that Jacoby Brissett has done an above-average job. Fine. It has been above-average, okay? I agree with you. Look, if you look at the numbers and stare directly at the box score, 12 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 2,608 yards, you'll look at that and go, oh, that was just okay. If you sat back and watched these games and the way that they went and what they saw – you have a different opinion, which is, wow, this actually looks pretty good. Like, this looks this looks like a competent NFL offense with a guy who is a journeyman quarterback at the helm. And the guys who called up earlier in the season saying, well, you've never seen Jacoby Brissett play with this kind of weapons are 100% right. We had not, and they were right. And that victory lap, they are more than welcome to take at any point. I think it'll look better than what you saw with Jacoby Brissett just merely due to talent. Level of talent will bring it up to a higher place than where it was before. And that's why, and again, could just be the Browns fan inside of me. That's why my level of optimism goes to, okay, let's just see. I don't, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. Flat out don't. I'm sorry. I hate to break people's hearts. I just don't think that's the case. But I want to see what it looks like because 2023 could be a completely different story. Sean and Ravenna, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mr. Menigan. How you doing? I'm well, dude. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy Football Friday. Happy fr- Football Friday. And boy, I feel like we earned this Friday. We're, we are here. We are waiting to see, you know, if our investments are going to start paying off. Uh, you know, for me, the, the short version is cautiously optimistic. And, you know, to elaborate on that is, you know, we made this deal, we made this trade, the NFL is a business, and the ultimate goal is to get to the Super Bowl. You know, we know what Deshaun Watson is capable of. Now we're waiting to see if even in spite of the time and uh, off the field and things of that nature, you know, can he bring it back? Can he bring those skills he had from Houston out here to Cleveland and, you know, with a better offensive line and the weapons that he has and, uh, you know, enable us to become a better, you know, football team, more so than what we were, you know, throughout the first 11 weeks. Now, hopefully we've seen, you know, those, those good sparks on special teams and defense. So with the improvements, you know, that are happening, hopefully we can take that and, you know, come out, you know, at least four and two, you know, throughout the next six weeks. So like I said, I'm, uh, I'm 
I have that excited feeling, but I want to sit back cautious because of what we've already seen over the first 11 games. Right, and and that makes total sense, Sean, and I appreciate your call, man. Enjoy your football Friday. And and I think that's not a bad way to look at this. It's just, hey, let's see what this looks like, and let's be cautiously optimistic throughout the entire thing because I, I, I looked at Jacoby Brissett. All right, let's let's lay this out because James brought up Jacoby Brissett a little bit earlier and the way that this offense looked and the way that the season came together. Okay? Jacoby Brissett led the Browns to the fourth best offense according to DVOA, football outsiders metric that takes in all of those different things. It's basically like the war of football would be the best way to put it. That's the fourth best offense. They were the eighth best offense in passing, third best offense in rushing. According to PFF, this offense was the fifth best offense in the NFL. That's what Jacoby Brissett at the helm. A backup quarterback, journeyman quarterback, that a lot of people sat back here, looked and said, um, oh boy, this is going to be ugly. This offense is going to be terrible, and it's going to have to come down to the defense and the special teams to carry them where they need to go. So what happens when I take that offense and I drop in a guy with the talent level of Deshaun Watson, who we all know, 70% completion percentage. Unbelievable with that team. And through to guys who we all know well because we ball play fantasy football and we have all had those guys sitting there going, oh, man, maybe Kiki QT catches another touchdown this week. Throw into those guys. Stick him here with Amari Cooper. And that offense that was the fourth best offense in efficiency, eighth in passing, third in rushing. Drop that in there. I'm, I want to see what this looks like. And I think the Guardians taught us a very, very valuable lesson that we all may need to take in for the next six games of the Cleveland Browns. We'll get into that next here on 92.3 The Fan. Dan Manigan in for Baskin and Phelps. Now that Deshaun Watson has returned, you need Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder more than ever. Oh, boy, do we. Boy, do we get fresh episodes of It's Always Game Day on Cleveland, in, or I should say in Cleveland, every Tuesday and Thursday morning and after every game at 923thefan.com or through the Odyssey app. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Brian, Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. I'm Dan Manigan. I am in for Baskin and Phelps today. Just getting you a little football Friday. It's it's a nice thing to be. It it feels like it. Maybe it's because we had the short week last week and we all kind of worked the three-day week and took the days off in between. Then, you know, you go back to a full five-day work week and it just drags a little bit more on you. But, boy, I feel like we've earned this Friday. And I feel like we've earned this football Friday. And so, John, you hear this? Luxury days off. What is he talking about? Who had days off? Some of the hosts, some of the hosts, some for reasons that are bad, man, and some are for just days here, off. Man. Superstars, superstars, superstars. Dan, Dan, Dan yeah. Manigan superstar doesn't take a lot of days off, though. Superstars, yes, I am the high and mighty superstar of this of this show and this station. The up and coming, up and coming, yeah. Thirty five, up and coming. Absolutely. Let's roll, baby. <laughs> Around here, that's considered young. I'm considered like a baby. You're yeah, considered okay. young. Yeah, you are super young. Uh, th- it said 35 up and coming, man. If, if you're look, if you're looking down at 35, we're not gonna talk about my age. I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking at Jason McCourty yesterday, going like, look at you go, go get him, Tiger. How old are you? 35. Uh, oh crap. <laughs> 
oh, that's not good. We're congratulating him for being 35 and still in the NFL, and I'm 35, and here are my list of accomplishments that we can currently put on a Post-it note. Eh, whatever. Life comes at you at different at different speeds, and you handle the way that it goes. Anyway, Mike Tomzak is going to join us, former Browns quarterback, at 11 o'clock. Looking forward to talking with him about what it's like to have some time off and then having to hop into a game and get a feel for it there. But talking expectations, and the expectations for the rest of the season now that Deshaun Watson is back with this team and what it is going to look like, and just what are your expectations? Because I'm walking in with very little. I, and by that, I mean, I don't think they're making the playoffs, and I just want them to look better every single week, and I want the offense to look better, and I want Deshaun Watson to look better from the Texas game to the Bengals game, from the Bengals game to the Ravens game. I just want it to look better every single week because, to me, 2023 is the year. 2023 is the compete year, and the way that this season went, it just seemed like that this year – was the punt year. And you can look at the salary numbers and go, well, you know, Miles Garrett's at his prime and Nick Chubb's at his prime. And all. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all of those. But it's an odd situation that we've never seen before. And we'll see where it takes us from here. So I'm, I, I at least look at this and go, look, just get better. Knock the rust off this week. This Texans team is absolutely terrible. Uh, according to Sharp Football, Houston, 7.6 yards per pass attempt, 27th in the league, 12.4 yards per completion, 31st in the league. But teams just run all over them, and they haven't led in a second-half game since week five. <laughs> this Texans team is not good. They are not good at all. Brian in Jacksonville, welcome to the show, man. All right, I hate myself, Brian, so I'm going to ask, what's the temperature in Jacksonville today? Uh, I'm sitting on my back uh, patio right now. It's 75. Oh. <laughs> James, next time if I ever think that's a good idea, you're going to slap me. All right. <laughs> um, so I, I totally agree with you. I think that next year is the year. Um, we kind of live in a fantasy football world of statistics. And what I've, what I've come to realize is by watching all the games this year, there, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like in the second half of games, Jacoby Brissett, who I have the utmost respect for, by the way, it just seems like in certain situations, we've we've taken a lot of third down sacks. We've taken a lot of, sacks that got us that kind of killed the drive yet at the same time we've lost a lot of games by a touchdown or less I'm less concerned about the touchdown passes the the yards passing for Deshaun I think the dynamic that Browns fans will give us an edge is in close games which we're all going to have along the way he's not he he has the mobility to kind of move around and escape those situations so you got a lot less three and outs you got a lot less punting situations even if that equates to one or two scores a game, field goal, touchdown, that's the difference between several wins. So that's what I'm looking for first and foremost. He's going to be harder to defend from the linebackers on the defense position. And agreed. And, and, think, and on top of that, some of those sacks that Percet was making, Watson could get out of just by the fact that he's mobile. He's far more that mobile. That alone could equate to three to four wins if you look back at the last 11 games. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I appreciate the call, man. And enjoy 75 in the back porch. And just let it be <laughs> known that all of Cleveland is jealous. Don't worry, I'm jealous of you guys in the summer when it's 100 here. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's the humidity more than anything else down in Florida that always got me. Like, that place, like, you're just walking around in a crock pot, essentially. But he makes a lot of really good points of bringing in all of the, you know, bringing in a guy like Watson and the fact that the mobility may help solve some of the sack issues that were there. Though, if you look, he got sacked a lot in Houston. Now, 
Bill O'Brien didn't exactly like the world on fire when it came to play calling. And he was also the GM at the time and decided that offensive linemen were just a polite recommendation unless it's a left tackle. So if you just get one left tackle and then find four guys off the street, it'll solve all your problems. It's the philosophy that he basically had. And it turns out that that's not exactly the way to go about this. So I'm interested to see what this ends up looking like. Dominic in Rochester, welcome to the show, man. Hello, Dan. How are you? I'm well. How are you today? Listen, I'm in upstate New York. You're in Cleveland. Do not ask people in Florida what the weather's like. <laughs> you know what, man? I think if I lived in Rochester, I think I would feel the exact way. Of, I, I, I have to... It's almost like you have to mentally protect yourself, Dominic, that the rest of the country is just as cold as you are, and it's just for the sake of your sanity. My kid lives in Charlotte, and I don't even ask him what the weather's like no. anymore. No, it's not so. worth it. You're right. That's a big mistake on my part. Yeah. All right, listen, Dan, uh, 69 years of Browns fan, so you, you, you know what I want? I, I, I want to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I want. But for this year, that ship has sailed. And, you know, we were waiting for Watson to come back and we would lose a game and lose another game, you know, and lose another game. Well, we lost ourselves right out of a chance to, to do anything. So what do I want to see Yeah. the next six games, Dan? And, you know, this, I don't know if I can make it any more simple than this. I want to see football. I want to see quarterbacking. I want to see a guy that knows how to play quarterback. By the way, I got nothing against Brissett. He did. He he, he was Jacoby Brissett, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, that's him. He's a hell of a good guy. I hope they keep him as a backup. He's as good a backup as anybody. You know, doesn't blame anybody else, whatever. So I'm with I, you, I'm Dominic. The, the problem is, and I I heard this from someone, and I wish I could give them credit. And it was somebody who really knew the league. And he basically said that the way Jacoby Brissett played in those 11 games was the same thing that happened with Josh McCown when he played for the Bears for those that season and looked really good and basically increased the length of his career by another five years and became the guy that a team is going to pay a good chunk of money for to bring in their rookie quarterback and have him sit I behind think, for a little bit and ease him in. Danny, I think Brissett could be good for Watson, to tell you the truth. You know, <laughs> he, he knows the ropes. I, 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 he knows his role, you know, that part could be fine. But anyway, getting back to what I want to see, I want to see a guy that knows how to play quarterback, knows how to take care of the clock, knows when to eat the ball, knows when not to throw into triple coverage. This is what I'm looking for. You just said, can you expect wins? Yeah, sure. Some wins would be nice. There was somebody – uh, uh, a guest that they had on, on your station last week. I don't remember who it was. He said, one or two things can happen. Fans, like I'm a longtime fan, can can see some light at the end of the tunnel based on how he plays. Or if he stinks, we're going to have a miserable, you know, off season again, wondering, oh, my God, did we uh, mortgage the future for somebody that stinks? So, Dominic, I just hope that he can play football and be a quarterback, and that's what I want to see. It makes sense, Dominic. Take care of yourself, and uh, don't pretend anyone else is warmer than you are. <laughs> it's better for your. It's better for your health. I, I don't think he's going to stink. I, I just don't. I, I remember watching him down in Houston and thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, if this defense was worth a hill of beans, they'd be pretty good." And 
if they had some offensive linemen that this poor guy wasn't laying on his back all the time, they would be pretty good. I don't think he is going to stink. I think it's going to be rust. I think it's going to be a lot of conversations between Watson and and um, Stefanski on the sidelines holding the tablets. I think we are going to get that for sure. And a lot of those questionable things that people are going, oh, my gosh, are they, you know, what's going on here? How come they're not on the same page? Well, because as Kevin Stefanski has told you, my voice hasn't been in his helmet. He doesn't know how I – he has an idea how I call plays, but not in a game in that stuff. And I think there's going to be an adjustment period that's involved in all of that stuff. And I'm interested to see what that looks like. JJ, welcome to the show. Hey, how y'all doing, fellas? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm, pre- I'm doing pretty good. I just got a, a few things. All right, first off, I want to see if the team, offense, defense, special teams, don't galvanize around him. You know what I'm saying? Make, make plays a little easier for him. He'd do the same for them. Absolutely. Um, uh, I want to see about the play calling. I want to see if we're going to see Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and him in the backfield at the same time like we did in the preseason. I thought I'd seen that. In that the could get fun. I, I'd like to see. I would like to see something like that. I, I mean, yeah. that's the thing is I think Deshaun Watson, and, and we were talking to Mike Martz about it, I think what it does is it makes it so that all of these plays that you had off to the side in the back of the binder that you were waiting to bring to the front, now all of a right. sudden they're just, boom, let's go. Right there, there are no uh, bad one, ideas. One more thing. I know what we're not going to see is him in commercials. While if we're losing every freaking day, every game, I get to see Deshaun Watson in the commercial. So I know that's what we're not going to see is him in commercials. That's so, true. Counts for something, JJ. That, yeah, with that, y'all, you, hey, let's go. Let's try to get let's another go. dub this weekend. Absolutely. Winning go is Browns. far more fun than the other direction. Take care, JJ. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah. And, and that's the other side of it is, look, I think they could beat the Texans. I think they will beat the Texans. I think the spread's currently sitting at seven. That sounds about right. I would say even a little bit higher. All right, so it was brought to my attention. We've had multiple people asking, are we going to do quick predicts today? Are we going to do quick predicts? I need to ask the godfather of quick predicts himself, uh, Andy Baskin, if that is the case. Again, he is on assignment. I feel bad stealing other people's bits. And also putting poor James in that situation where you'd have to deal with that and poor John in that situation I deal with quick predicts. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We may do it. We may not. I'm still trying to figure that out. Dan Manigan in for Baskin and Phelps. Mike Tomzak, former Browns quarterback, next. In for Baskin Phelps, 92 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t